Hello and welcome back to another episode of Control-Alt-Delete. So today's guest is Anne Bowden. She is the CEO of Starling Bank. I'm proud to have partnered with Starling. You might have seen over on my Instagram that I'm interested in talking more about money. It's something that I feel really passionate about, um, the fact that I feel like we don't talk about it. There's obviously still a pay gap in many ways in the industry, whatever industry you're in. And it's just something that I would like to talk more about. So I'm very excited to have partnered with Starling. They are a mobile only app and they really believe that everyone should be able to enjoy a healthy financial life. We are very aligned in our beliefs and uh, it's really exciting to be working with a brand like them. I also love that Starling is spearheaded and founded by a female CEO and is very passionate about helping people manage their money better and it's exciting to get to talk about it. I'm working with Starling on a few exciting things actually coming up in the next few months so do keep an eye on my Twitter or Instagram for some news on that. You can download Starling on Android and Apple, Uh, you can visit starlingbank.com if you're interested and also I really recommend their blog post on their website called Women in Finance Charter talking all about how to get more women into senior tech positions. So a bit more about Anne. So she oversees everything at Starling and also the app. Uh, she she created a bank. I just I just find that absolutely incredible. And she graduated doing computer science and chemistry. She started her career at Lloyd's Bank. She helped implement the UK's first real-time payment system. And she worked at UBS before becoming the head of EMEA for RBS across over 30 countries. So we talk a bit about this in the episode, but basically Anne, um, after the financial crisis, was really interested in speaking to people around the world about the changes in banking and technology and how to find real solutions to the restrictions that were still being imposed by outdated technology in the banking world. So I hope you enjoy this episode. We talk a lot about money and tech and managing your lifestyle and what money means to us and the emotional connection with money and some helpful tips on how to not let money sort of stress you out late at night. So I hope you enjoy this episode and here it is. Thank you so much Anne Bowden for coming on my podcast. I've just had the tour and first of all your office is amazing. Thank you very much. You're very, very proud of it. It's so nice. And um, I obviously am a huge fan of the app, of the product. I'm quite new to it, but now that I've joined it, I, there's no going back. Just for listeners who might not know, so you had really high senior positions at Lloyd's, RBS. You are a bit of a legend in the banking world. <laughs> and quite recently, 2014, yeah, did it 2014, start? 2014, yes. So you've basically built a banking app totally from scratch you haven't had to adapt any old ways it's totally your vision so are you able to go into a little bit of detail about how it all came and and the moment where you were like this needs to happen yeah um I stepped away from my role at RBS in 2011 2012 and and that was post-crisis and I spent a year in fintech I spent a year going around the world talking to people um about how the financial crisis had hit them. Um, I talked to lots of new technology companies about what the possibilities were in new um, technology helping people. Um, I learned an awful lot in that year. Mm. Um, I was then approached by um, an Irish bank, Allied Irish Banks, to go in there and, um, well, basically um, manage the turnaround to return the bank to profitability. It was a very, very tough job. 
Um, I went to Ireland, I went to Dublin and we had to cut costs and we had to really help customers that had really suffered in the financial crisis. And that was, that was a huge learning experience for me, um, going out to villages and towns and talking to real people mm. that had lost a lot in the financial crisis. That can't be easy. No, and, and really blamed the banks. And, and we were desperately trying to fix things, but the problem was pretty tough. Mm. Um, so this opened my eyes to a new world, a new possibility. Um, and on my holidays in 2013, I went to Australia. And I went and... And Australia had a, a good financial crisis, if it's, if it's possible. And they hadn't been hit so hard. So I went there to see, you know, how the banks had recovered and what they were doing. And I realised that not enough had changed. Mm. We'd it's gone not in, moving as no, quickly as it should be. We'd gone into the financial crisis, we'd come back out again. And whilst all the bankers were worried about... You know, fixing the problem. The world had changed. People's relationship with technology had changed. Um, people were wandering down the street looking at their mobiles. Mm. People had experienced big changes in lots of parts of their life, but banking hadn't really changed them. Mm. So I remember when I think it was Nat West started doing those adverts that were like, "We're open on Saturdays," what? and that was like revolutionary. And it's like. But we're using our phones 24-7. We, like you say, yeah. our whole lifestyles have changed with technology. Yeah, so people have changed, um, technology has changed, and the regulatory environment is encouraging people to uh, embrace a new way of doing banking, of, doing, of really giving people tools to manage their financial health. Um, and I, to be honest, I started dreaming about that. And in mm. January 2014, I quit my job, came back to London, to start a bank and um, I think most people thought I was a bit crazy. I think I remember going to sort of cocktail parties around the city of London and people coming up to me and saying what are you doing now and I was saying hmm I'm going to start a bank and they mm. back away thinking you know is, it, is this real can mm. people start banks and and what sort of bank is Anne going to start I didn't want to do a bank for big companies I didn't want to do a bank that was going to be a money centre bank, I wanted to start a bank to help people with their day-to-day -day money. Mm. I wanted to give people the tools to manage their finances and take that stress out of, well, your day-to-day -day engagement, which that's such an important thing, which is your, you know, your financial health. Yeah, because I feel like um, money, of course, is really important to our lives, but it's also quite an emotional thing, isn't it? And our relationship with it and it can really affect you if you're stressed out about an overdraft or whatever it might be. And one of the things I do really love about Starling is um, like the real-time element, because a lot of other um, banks, it's, it's a, there's a bit of a lag. Yeah, well, it's all about that day-to-day -day spending. Um, we're not about the big money. We're about the little interactions you have with your banks with your money all the time. Um, your relationship with your bank should be close. You're using your contactless card or making payments all day long. And mm. um, that's a chance for the bank to give you something back, to give you some feedback. And technology is quite capable of giving you that feedback, mm. but didn't really do that. It was all about selling you stuff or upselling mm. or cross-selling. And sometimes occasionally, you know, sort of ending up mis-selling. Um, we're all about 
looking at those day-to-day mm. spendings on coffees mm. like um, the you know, habits of, yes, of life and yeah. taking that together to give you a picture of what you're doing mm. um whether you've got lots of money or whether you you know you you going towards your um you know sort of your retirement and your pension or whether you have just come out of university or whether you just left school um whether you've got lots of money or no money at all money is stressful mm. we're all running those little calculations in our heads yeah i do it all the time you know i've spent too much money today has it been an expensive weekend what we're doing is is releasing that um well taking the calculator out of your head mm. that's giving you all this stress and putting on an app that actually you can control yeah. rather than letting that those calculations control you. I feel like that is always the thing late at night when you're just lying there. If you've got nothing really to worry about, you'll try and make something up and be like, I'm going to start doing going through my receipts in my head. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's just like, why am I doing that? But it's interesting as well, the generational shifts and divides because I remember when I was off to university it was like you get the bank you get a bank card you get normally the same bank as your parents yeah keep it in the family type thing and then you get told you know the stages of life and then you'll get a pension and that's just not true especially for I mean I feel like millennials are not um the young ones anymore exactly (laughs) even the huge amount of millennials in the workplace we don't we don't really think about pensions and I think that what we have in the moment is the, you know, Starling is a, is an app which is, you know, which does all these sort of interesting things that modern day apps do, but, you know, have a, a card with it where that gives you, you know, very good value sort of overseas purchases. Um, and then it has faster payments so you can make all your payments. But the important thing is it's all in the mobile so we can capture lots of information around those transactions and we can use that information to help you the individual get insights out of your spending mm-hmm. and it's so so important that data that insight is owned by you you know the individual mm-hmm. it's not owned by the bank it's owned by you and what we allow is that you can use that information and use that insight so you can access other products but only if you want to. You mm. can switch things on and off. Mm. You can say, I'm willing to share that information with that provider of, say, loyalty products, whatever. But if I don't want to share today, I can just switch it off. Mm. And that control is so, so important. Yeah. Obviously, you do a lot of big conferences as well, yeah, yeah. and big tech events, and um, also the um, the Web Summit in Lisbon this yes, year. Yes, yes, that's going to be exciting. Yes, Are you going? Yes, yeah. 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 Oh, that'd be great. So that'd yeah. be really good. Um, and on when I was looking at some of the interviews you've done in the past there is sometimes pictures of you and you are on a panel with all men yep um do you find sometimes and this is just me assuming because it's happened to me do you sometimes have to like speak a bit louder to be heard um I think it's not getting any better okay so I was a computer science grad that went into banking in the early 80s um, and there were very, very few women doing computer science, and there were very few mi- women in banking. There were very few people um, that, you know, sort of that, that work in that world. Um, and I was very much hoping things would get better in the 80s and the 90s, mm-hmm. and they haven't got better now, mm-hmm. uh, which is very, very sad. Um, yep, I'm usually the only woman on a panel. Um, uh, I'm quite opinionated about, you know, technology, about financial services and about how we need to make things better for consumers. Um, so my voice is heard. Um, 
and there are certain advantages about being the only woman in the panel um, but it's very very sad that that is the case um, it, as a you know a woman in this business as an entrepreneur as a technologist as a banker um, there are not many of us um, but at least I think that we are well positioned um, to be heard mm. um, I think that we need to try much harder at getting more women into these real roles because mm. I find it really uh intimidating sometimes and sometimes I'm annoyed with myself for not just going in and being really confident and knowing my stuff which I do it's because when I arrive sometimes at the conference I'm immediately just it, it's a sea of suits and men yeah and I can't help but feel like I'm the odd one out you, you have to ignore that side of it and just get on with it but at the same time I'm like is it all in my head or are you all thinking oh there's um, mm-hmm. a, someone who's quite young and a woman trying to talk about technology. Yeah, I, I think from, a, from a point, my point of view, I've, I no longer notice, okay? And it's not necessarily the, the men in suits. Um, it's in the world I now live in, which is entrepreneur, fintech. Um, it's all men in, you know, in their 30s and 40s with beards, you know, right? Um, uh, uh, we are different, you know, we look different, we sound different, we're interested in talking about different things, and that makes us stand out. Um, but I've, I've forgotten the fact that I'm now the only woman in the room. I you know, sort of, I've been in the business 30, 40 years. Um, but the people like us who are now in a position where we're in senior p- positions where we can influence others must take the stand to be very, very vocal that the world is unfair. It is harder for women to get these roles. It is harder for women to to be heard. Um, And people like me must stand up and make a stand to protect other women lower down in their careers. Mm. And the aspect of Starling that really does want to empower women, especially with their finances, I really love that because I think... When, when it comes to um, inequality, there's a big element of finance that comes with that because if women aren't as financially secure, they're less um, powerful. And so the idea of empowering all women with their finances is just, is that a big part of, yeah, of your well, vision? You know, there is a gender pay gap, okay? Mm-hmm. Women do earn less. And it's not because women aren't asking for um, pay rises and it's not because women um, uh, are not vocal. I think it's a question of the subconscious bias mm-hmm. and women somehow end up being in um, jobs that are less well paid. You know, as an industry, we need to address that mm-hmm. issue. Wouldn't it be great that things have not changed the last 30 years? Wouldn't it be great if the next 10 years people actually started, well, the world started becoming a fairer place and being empowered to manage your money um, and you know and and being in control of your spending and knowing how much you can invest in yourself is very Mm. important I've always invested in in me I've always been prepared to invest in um, my education and my you know my MBA and various things I've been invested in in my career Um, I think we need to help more women do that Mm. and you know sort of starling Uh, may have a role in that for some women but there are lots of different other things that could be actually part of empowering women to manage their money Mm. and even just treating it like it's not 
a taboo subject because yeah. I don't know what it is, but it has been ingrained over years and decades that men are the breadwinners and women. I, I still feel awkward talking about money, and that's actually one of the yeah. one of the reasons why I'm really excited to work with you guys as well, is because it's gonna it's gonna give me a bit of a boost as well to start talking about it because I don't think people do not enough. Yeah, I, I think I talk about money. I think I'm good with money. I think I've always been good with money. Mm-hmm. Um, and I came from a family where my mother was good with money and my grandmother was good at money. Um, I'm still quite frugal. I still haggle. Mm-hmm. Um, I still believe That's that... That's a real skill as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and I believe in having a bargain. Um, and I will shop around for things. Um, and I think that how I spend my... Okay, Monday to Friday, I'm, I'm here in the office and I'm here, um, you know, practically all the time. It's a great bunch of people, mm. it's a lovely environment yeah, and we lovely. enjoy being together. Um, but at weekends, I'm, um, you know, I'm at home. Um, I'm, I'm shopping and I love shopping. Online shopping? I go shops. Yeah. Right, I like the interaction. Mm. Um, but I also like getting the bargain. I also like. Belie- I also believe that there's no pride in spending lots of money. Mm. Um, I'd like to encourage people to uh, be take some pride in understanding how much they're spending and what the budget is and how they can get a good deal. Mm. Um, and you know, I take pride in in manage my my own money on on my app. And, and knowing seeing, exactly what yeah, you're spending at what point, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because the sometimes Saturday is quite scary. You know, I've been in the office all day and I'm let loose in a, in the town centre, and it's Saturday, and it's very easy to very uh, easy. <laughs> um, and each time I spend, I have a notification, and then it you know sort of goes in all the various categories. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good, yeah. And so so all of us, you know, can manage can can benefit from from enjoying managing money because mm. I wonder if there's a proportion of people maybe who are listening now who are thinking oh I've been in denial for a long time maybe they maybe they're one of those people that never looks yeah and I think it's making that that change as well which actually turns into something very empowering but it could be quite scary for some people to start knowing exactly where it's going it is scary I you know when I started using a app um, I was quite scared of how much I was spending on taxis. Mm. Um, mm, yeah. Well, since the Uber news, I think yeah. I'll be spending less. So it's quite a lot of money. Um, so, yeah, I think that they have lots of people who don't open the envelope, don't really want to face up to it. You've got the people who are really, really scared and do the spreadsheets, okay? And we talk to both. We get lots of consumers and customers into the, into the office and talk to them um, because they're real people with real issues that are some love to spend time on a Friday evening keying all their spending into a spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. That's never been me. Uh, they're going to get all of their time back now. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get the people who don't open the envelope. We hope that we can give people the tools and the private tools. Nobody needs to know. Mm. Yeah, you don't have to discuss it with anybody. You know, you know the tools are there every time you open the app. For me, it's wouldn't it be nice if all that stress about money that's going on in your head um, is relieved some way by 
having something to help you with that. Mm. And that's why, you know, I founded Starling. Yeah, you can really feel your passion for not just the company, but just in general, the whole, this whole industry and how it needs to change. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I think we got things very, very wrong. Um, I think that banking went into this whole phase of just being about selling stuff. You know, it became a shop. Mm. You know, we're going to sell you these products. You know, these are the brochures, buy more. And I think that something as important as money is too important to be considered mm. that way. It's so true, because if it wasn't a big milestone, it didn't matter in a way. Like, it would be getting emails about mortgages, getting emails about, you know, the big things. And actually, what about... What about the other 364 days of the year? But obviously you run, you run a big team and a yeah. big office. Yeah. And um, there's only one of you, but how do you run your business in a way that suits you? Yeah, I, I think that I only do things I love. Um, I'm a big believer that you spend so much of your time in, in the office, in work, whatever that is, you shouldn't do something you don't really enjoy. Mm. I don't... A lot of people talk about work-life balance... I have no balance. And isn't life wonderful that we can do that? We can... I love, I love the job I'm doing. I love technology. I love, well, I love being able to solve people's problems. Mm-hmm. And we've developed something that solves a real problem. The most important thing is your health, your family's health, and then your financial health. So we're doing something really, really worthwhile. And I find that... Being in the office or being home, um, the two things do blend. Mm. Um, I'm spending my time doing something worthwhile and I'm surrounded by people who feel the same way. Mm. Starting a bank is not for the faint-hearted. You don't do it unless you really believe that there's a problem and we can fix Mm. it. And that's why I I really love that, that, that whole idea that technology is there to empower us i've empowered myself personally through my work by making technology help me not not the other way around yeah, yeah. um do, do you see it in that way kind of all through every oh, strand I, of your life i, I like love it, it. it helps okay you. um all the time i'm you know sort of have lots of there's my 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 phone my sort of my ipad my mac all my various um gadgets really um help me I don't think I'm addicted. This is what I love. I'm not going to apologise for f- playing with my phone because my phone gives me so much that I wouldn't have otherwise. Mm-hmm. You know, I now, you know, yep, I'm not in my 20s or 30s, but I do spend a lot, lot of my life looking at various screens. Mm. And I love it. But also, no one really <laughs> knows what anyone else is doing because you think, you know, when you see someone maybe on the tube, or there was a thing recently about, you know, should parents spend all this time on their phones? But they might not be playing Candy Crush. They might be filling out a form. They might be doing their banking. They might be, they might be I don't know, signing up for a doctor's appointment. Like, our lives are our phones. And I mean, so what, yeah. there shouldn't really be as much stigma. But Yeah, I, I believe that um, the more we provide technology to solve problems, the more efficient we become and the more time we have to do things that are fun. I don't think we should punish ourselves. If my mobile can make appointments for me, 
if it can take dictation, if it can schedule things and it can write emails for me, well, isn't that good? Mm. And if I can watch, you know, sort of videos and if I can, um, you know, look up information quickly and it makes my job easier... And if my entertainment's my phone as well, and if I can talk to my friends, and if I can talk to my friends in the States and Australia, isn't this all good stuff? Mm. And I don't want to be told that I'm addicted to my gadgets, because this is a life I want to live. Yeah, and there's no real going back now as well. Like, some of the conversations around, like, oh, you know, back in the day... You know, people would do this. It's like, well, that, we don't live in that time no, anymore. No, no. Um, but actually, travel is a big, a big feature yeah, of Starling, yeah, and yeah. Um, you must travel a bit uh, yeah, for work and yeah, things. Yeah. So um, that's another reason why I feel like the work-life blend. It's great because you can work from anywhere. Yeah, exactly. And I've always loved that. I've always loved the fact that it doesn't matter where I am. No. So, so my routine is: I come into the city early in the morning. I go into a coffee shop or somewhere, and I, you know, sort of, I start working, mm. and I enjoy myself, and then I move on to somewhere else if it's very early. Um, and I like working out and about, mm. um, and I can work anywhere. Um, I don't particularly want to be in a closed office for mm. nobody. And that's nice change of scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so um, yeah, all these tools allow me to work anywhere. We do mix work and play, and that's okay. Mm. And we shouldn't let anybody tell us it's not okay. And surely it speeds things up, because I obviously have never started a bank. <laughs> but um, for you to have grown it in three years, yeah. that, that is really speedy, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. This, this, this is this unusual, This is okay? really yeah. very okay. fast, <laughs> okay. yeah. People don't normally start banks. It's, it's very, very rare. Um, and people don't start banks that haven't started banks before. Um, there's quite a few billionaires start banks, but somebody saying that I want to start a new bank because I think people deserve a new bank is quite rare. Mm. Um, and building all this up and building the technology and bringing all these people together. And there's some brilliant mm. people around here who really are addressing this big problem of people's money. And it's quite exciting. Mm. And we've had some ups and downs over the years, but um, a huge amount of you get back from, well, people getting benefit from Starling. Yeah, and also to work with people who care must be really great. Because have you ever felt like one of the minority of people that care in in big corporations? It's very difficult because everybody pretends it's just a job. Mm. Um, In big corporations... um, you know, the bigger the corporations, the the more remote the customer is, and you just see stats rather than real people. Mm. Um, it's great that we have a lot of contact with real people here, mm. where you can actually listen to what people have to say about their money, and figure out real solutions to managing those money problems. Mm. You know, what we've done over the last couple of years is figure out, okay. Um, if I was spending money, what would I want to know? I want to know exactly when I spend it, how much I spent, and if I'm travelling abroad, how much that has cost me. Um, and wouldn't it be nice if I had it immediately rather than you know, a couple of days later? And wouldn't it be nice if I could see how much I was spending on things? Um, and if I lose my card, I'd like to turn it off and on. Mm. And if I have to make a payment, I can do it there and then when I'm sitting on the bus. Mm. Um, this is all about your day-to-day money. 
um, it is not some grandiose plan of you know sort of lifetime savings it's all about day-to-day money tools today yeah because you have to we're trying to build a bank that's appropriate for today's sort of people you know it's it's very different to what it was 10 years ago 20 years ago 30 years ago um, people are used to being able to shop whenever they want people are used to being able to buy music in all sorts of different ways um, wouldn't it be great if they had those tools for their money do you think there are going to be any real life banks left when I see um, people queuing up outside a bank I think how long is that going to last I think they'll have banking groups sharing branches I think that some people still want somewhere to go um, certain populations will find that they physically need to go in somewhere because they can't perhaps use some of the tools. But we need fewer branches, and I think we'll end up having the big banks sharing those branches in some cities. Mm. So, what are your what are you excited about for kind of the future, short term or long term? Are you um, maybe you can't announce no, some things, okay. but some things are secret. But uh, yeah, what what's exciting you about 2018 for example so much um we announced that we were going to start our european expansion so that means that we are now already working on um, multi-currency accounts so you'll be able to have a euro account and a dollar account which is going to be very Mm, exciting exciting. Um, we'll be offering those accounts across europe and next year and the year after Um, we are coming up with lots of ways of showing money in a different way. Um, We're working on connected accounts, so if I have an account and you have an account and we want to do something together, we'll Mm. have a connected account. Amazing, I need that. Yeah, so we'll have groups of people being able to share money and share spending uh, because that is a far more um, sophisticated way reflecting modern-day relationships than simply having a joint account. Mm -hmm. So we're looking at all those new ways of doing things. And... Every day in Starling is where we sit down and we figure, figure out what have customers told us today. Every day at 10 o'clock, we all gather around sort of that board outside and we talk about what our customers told us yesterday. Um, and Patrick, who runs customer service here, said, you know, X number of customers talked to us yesterday and they were telling us this or they were telling us that or they, um, we looked in our community and our community were talking about they wanted some advice on travel or whatever. So what we tried to do is to bring all that input together then decide what's the next best thing we can mm. work on and then we start working it out and start building that technology. Yeah. And then we, you know, it's very important that we talk to customers. It's very important that we build practical things that we can demo to each other and say yep that's what we need to build Mm -hmm. and then we set off building it this organization is not about internal meetings and internal presentations it's all about what really matters which is what customers want Mm -hmm. and our vision is to build something awesome and solve real money problems Mm -hmm. that people have every day because i'm imagining in other bigger kind of more layered corporations that have been going for years and decades however long um a sign-off process would be really sort of long and intensive is it is it it's very quite quick here um or green light type thing yeah well we are quite a small organization and therefore we're very connected some people come into this organization and say you know there's a hundred or so of you here but you're doing as much as a big organization would with ten thousand people 
yes, mm. uh, because we have people here are really connected and also have a part in delivery. So we don't have an organisation where somebody talks to the customer and that person talks to somebody else who talks to somebody else who talks to somebody else. It actually gets to 10 or 12 layers down the, the line and somebody builds it. We have customers talking to people who build things and together they get something that really makes a difference. Mm, amazing. Well, finally, one last question. I wondered if you had any advice for anyone who might be... I don't know, coming out of university now, to work in this industry now? Mm. Um, always be ambitious. Um, my first boss in my first job told me to tone down my aspirations, otherwise I'd get frustrated. Wow. So my advice to everybody is think big. Mm. Um, and if you think big, you have a better chance of getting there. Uh, we have some wonderful people um, coming into you know, sort of all sorts of jobs at the moment. And wouldn't the world be a better place if everybody thought big? Everybody thought about how they can solve big problems. Um, and if you're going to start a business, think of a big problem to solve. Mm. Think of a problem that's worth solving. Um, and if you want a job, there's no harm in going for the biggest job. Mm. And it'll give you practice at the very least. And people... I think the world's going to change. I think we are valuing people with independent opinion much more. I think that we're valuing people who have experience of swapping jobs more. Mm -hmm. I used to be embarrassed about my job hopping and now I feel like it's actually <laughs> made me weirdly more experienced because yeah, I've soaked yeah. up lots of places like a sponge. But I love on your website actually it says that you are interested in potential over yeah. on paper kind of yeah. credentials or whatever I know that they matter but I like that the potential thing we hire for um for strengths here rather than absence of weaknesses lots of organizations um hire people and um they have to have minimum requirements in lots of things and Minimum requirements and pretty average at everything. You know, mm. we're believing that everybody has some superpowers. And if you have superpowers, you have things that you just don't have. Mm. Let's have lots of people with superpowers. And together, as a team, they can change the world. Mm. Just don't okay. get the average people. Get the people who want to be ambitious, mm. who want to actually solve the big, big problems. And perhaps we can do something really special. Mm. Oh, well, on that note, um, thank you so much for coming on. Um, that was amazing. Thank you thank very you. much.